Chapter Twelve of the Backwash of War by Ellen Newbold Lamont. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twelve: A Citation. As a person, Gramont amounted to very little. In private life, before the war broke out, he had been an acrobat in the streets of Paris, and after that he became a hotel boy in some little fifth-rate hotel over behind the Gare Saint Lazare that had proved his undoing for even the fifth-rate french travelling salesmen and sharpers and adventurers who patronized the hotel had money enough for him to steal he stole a little favored by his position as a garçon d'hôtel and the theft had landed him not in jail but in the bataillon d'afrique he had served in that for two years doing his military service in the bataillon d'afrique instead of jail while working off his five-year sentence and then war being declared his regiment was transferred from morocco to france to flanders to the front-line trenches and in course of time he arrived one day at the hospital with a piece of shell in his spleen he was pretty ill when brought in and if he had died promptly as he should have done it would have been better but it happened at that time that there was a surgeon connected with the hospital who was bent on making a reputation for himself and this consisted in trying to prolong the lives of wounded men who ought normally and naturally to have died so this surgeon worked hard to save gramont and certainly succeeded in prolonging his life and in prolonging his suffering over a very considerable portion of time he worked hard over him and he used on him everything he could think of everything that money could buy every time he had a new idea as to treatment no matter how costly it might be he mentioned it to the directrice who sent to paris and got it all the while gramont remained in bed in very great agony the surgeon making copious notes on the case noting that under such and such circumstances under conditions such as the following such and such remedies and treatment proved futile and valueless gramont had a hole in his abdomen when he entered about an inch long after about a month this hole was scientifically increased to a foot in length rubber drains stuck out in all directions and went inwards as well pretty deep and his pain was enhanced a hundredfold while his chances of recovery were not bright but gramont had a good constitution and the surgeon worked hard over him for if he got well it would be a wonderful case and the surgeon's reputation would benefit gramont bore it all very patiently and did not ask to be allowed to die as many of them did for since he was of the bataillon d'afrique such a request would be equivalent to asking for a remission of sentence a sentence which the courts averred he justly deserved and merited they took no account of the fact that his ethics were those of a wandering juggler turning somersaults on a carpet at the public fetes of paris and had been polished off by contact with the men and women he had encountered in his capacity of garçon d'hôtel in a fifth-rate hotel near montmartre on the contrary they rather expected of him the decencies and moralities that come from careful nurture and these not being forthcoming they had sent him to the bataillon d'afrique where his eccentricities would be of no danger to the public 
so grammont continued to suffer over a period of several long months and he was sufficiently cynical owing to his short experience of life to realize that the surgeon who worked over him so constantly and solicitously was not solely and entirely disinterested in his efforts to make him well grammont had no life to return to that was the trouble everyone knew it the surgeon knew it and the orderlies knew it and his comrades in the adjoining beds knew it he had absolutely no future before him and there was not much sense in trying to make him well enough to return to paris a hopeless cripple he lay in hospital for several months suffering greatly but greatly patient during that time he received no letters for there was no one to write to him he was an apache he belonged to a criminal regiment and he had no family anyhow and his few friends tattooed all over the body like himself were also members of the same regiment and as such unable to do much for him in civil life after the war such it is to be a joyeux to belong to a regiment of criminals and to have no family to speak of Grammont knew that it would be better for him to die, but he did not like to protest against this painful prolonging of his life. He was pretty well sick of life, but he had to submit to the kind treatment meted out to him, to twist his mouth into a wry smile when the directrice asked him each day if he was not better, and to accept without wincing all the newest devices that the surgeon discovered for him there was some sense in saving other people's lives but there was no sense in saving his but the surgeon who was working for a reputation worked hand in hand with the directrice who wanted her hospital to make a reputation for saving the lives of the grand blesse Ramont was the victim of circumstances as usual but it was all in his understanding of life this being caught up in the ambitions of others so he had to submit after about three months of torture during which time he grew weaker and smelled worse every day it finally dawned on the nurse that perhaps this life-saving business was not wholly desirable if he got well in the mildest acceptation of the term he would be pretty well disabled and useless and good for nothing and if he was never going to get well for which the prospects seemed bright enough why force him along through more weeks of suffering just to try out new remedies society did not want him and he had no place in it besides he had done his share in the trenches in protecting its best traditions then they all began to notice suddenly that in bed grammont was displaying rather nice qualities such as you would not expect from a joyeux a social outcast he appeared to be extremely patient, and while his face twisted up into knots of pain most of the time, he did not cry out and disturb the ward as he might have done. This was nice and considerate, and other good traits were discovered too. He was not a nuisance, he was not exacting. He did not demand unreasonable things or refuse to submit to unreasonable things when these were demanded of him in fact he seemed to accept his pain as god-given and with a fatalism which in some ways was rather admirable he could not help smelling like that for he was full of rubber drains and of gauze drains and if the doctor was too busy to dress his wounds that day and so put him off till the next it was not his fault for smelling so vilely 
he did not raise any disturbance nor make any complaint on certain days when he seemed to be neglected any extra discomfort that he was obliged to bear he bore stoically altogether after some four months of this it was discovered that grammont had rather a remarkable character a character which merited some sort of recognition he seemed to have rather heroic qualities of endurance of bravery of discipline nor were they the heroic qualities that suddenly develop in a moment of exultation but on the contrary they were developed by months of extreme agony of extreme bodily pain he could have been so disagreeable had he chosen and as he cared so little to have his life saved his goodness could not have been due to that it seemed that he was merely very decent very considerate of others and wanted to give as little trouble as he could no matter what took place only he got thinner and weaker and more and more gentle and at last after five months of this the directrice was touched by his conduct and suggested that here was a case of heroism as well worthy of the croix de guerre as were the more spectacular movements on the battlefield it took a few weeks longer of gentle suggestion on her part to convey this impression to the general but at last the general entered into correspondence with the officers of the regiment to which grammont belonged and it then transpired that as a soldier grammont had displayed the same qualities of consideration for others and of discipline that he was now displaying in a hospital bed finally one day the news came that grammont was to be decorated everyone else in the ward who deserved it had been decorated long ago naturally for they had not belonged to the bataillon d'afrique their services had been recognized long ago now however after these many months of suffering grammont was to receive the croix de guerre he was nearly dead by this time when told the news he smiled faintly he did not seem to care it seemed to make very little impression upon him yet it should have made an impression for he was a convicted criminal and it was a condescension that he should be so honoured at all he had somehow won this honour this token of forgiveness by suffering so long so uncomplainingly however a long delay took place although finally his papers came his citation in which he was cited in the orders of the regiment as having done a very brave deed under fire he smiled a little at that it had taken place so long ago this time when he had done the deed received the wound that kept him suffering so long it seemed so little worth while to acknowledge it now after all these months when he was just ready to leave then more delay took place and grammont got weaker and the orderlies said among themselves that if the general was ever going to decorate this man that he had better hurry up however so long a time had passed that it did not much matter grammont was pleased with his citation it seemed to make it all right for him somehow it seemed to give him standing among his fellow patients the hideous tattoo marks on his arms and legs chest and back which proclaimed him an apache which showed him such every time his wound was dressed were about to be overlaid with a decoration for bravery upon the field of battle but still the general did not come grammont grew very weak and feeble and his patience became exhausted he held on as long as he could so he died finally after a long pull just twenty minutes before the general arrived with his medals 
paris twenty seven june nineteen sixteen end of chapter twelve